Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Jen's Music Stash. This is Mike Hughes and uh, if a man can be judged by the company he keeps, I'm in good shape because with me as always is... Oh, that's me. Uh, <laughs> I thought there was somebody else you were talking about. No, it's okay. Jen Bernstein. Hi, I'm Jen Bernstein and I am also with good company with Mike Hughes. But yeah, Mike, I am really looking forward to episode 15 and for our our stash listeners out there, remember, folks, you guys can always get me on Twitter at JB Music Stash or NYC Jam Gal. That's NYC J A M G A L. If you want to follow the minutia of my life, and then also, Mike, are we on the Facebook? We are on the Facebook. Yeah, and yeah. so um, I believe it's Jen's Music Stash. No, it's High Times Presents. Jen's music stash. Absolutely. And if so you're... go like us because we like you. And if you like us, then we'll keep uh, recording. And episode 15, Kingze. That's yeah. Spanish for 15. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Kingze. Maybe we have some, uh, you know, Spanish speaking listeners. Out I there. bet we do. Bet so hola one. to you. Yes. Hola. Como esta? Muy bien. Yeah. So, so we're, you know, we can't exactly say where, but we are not currently in our normal high time studio. You're correct. We yeah. are in an undisclosed location on the 36th floor of a skyscraper. Of somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. In New York City. But it's really, it's fancy in here. I really like it. You know, we, a guy can get used to this. It's very nice. Yeah. And later on, we are going to be ta- uh, speaking with uh, somebody who helped us out with that secret location a very cool dude who um we both got to interview so look forward to that listeners yeah, stick around for that but before we get to that uh let's talk some music right i right mean on. what would you like to start with well i had this really awesome experience of getting to see the allman brothers band at the beacon theater a few weeks ago now most people when they go to a <laughs> show like this they uh, they sit in a chair or out in the audience? Yeah, you can stand and dance. When Jen Bernstein goes. When Jen Bernstein goes, she is the guest of Oteil Burbridge, the bass player for the Almond Brothers. And it is an incredible experience being Oteil's friend and a fan of his bass playing. But when I go to the Beacon Theater as a guest of Oteil, I get to sit on stage next to his amps. And so he's playing, and I can, like, physically feel the vibrations, feel the vibration of um, of the bass. Wow. And really get, like, a up-close and personal, like, bass lesson. And if you've ever seen Oteil Burbage play the bass, he is, like, a bundle of joy and happiness and everything that is good in life wrapped up in a person who is Feeling the music and just grooving and dancing. And when I interviewed him, he told us a little bit about what it feels like or where he gets that inspiration from. So here's what he had to say. I don't know. It just puts me in that part of my brain. Whenever I would vaporize, I would just hear it. I automatically hear music. I grab my banjo and I just come up with all kinds of new stuff. I'm like, man, I got to record this. Like, where did that come from? You know? And uh, I don't even know that I can take credit for it, really, you know. I think part of it comes from God and 
And part of it is the activation, you know, the cannabis just being, it's just like flipping the light switch. And I'm like, oh man, okay, let's get this down. You know, it's weird. And so I know there's all kinds of, you know, there's another world beyond what we see. That's where my music comes from. I can't even really take credit for it. Like, you know, I've never practiced really hard except for when I was 17. Oh. And that's it. So either we reincarnate a bunch and I've just been playing music for like 10, 20,000 years, mm-hmm. or it's coming from somewhere else and I'm just happen to be wired right for it to come out or tuned mm-hmm. to the right frequency like a radio. But there's some other side that's that we can't touch, taste, see, hear, you know. So that's really awesome. I mean, to be like a vehicle for the music and... I remember that Otil, you know, once told me that um, it's kind of like a record needle being dropped onto a record. That music, when playing music, it, it just clicks for him. But that clicked happened more when he smokes pot. So he's able to, you know, get creative and be more turned on, if you will, by, you know, pot and being able to create music that way. Yeah, it's sort of, it's like a, a trigger for him, and he can kind of get into that state where he's able to create. He had a lot of really interesting things to say. Yeah, like uh, he said about, you know, like trance drumming, like he mm. was a drummer first, and that he could get into like a meditative state and just kind of like, you know, get out there, man. Yeah. It's and really trippy. a really interesting thing I took from that interview is he doesn't seem... Or he says that he doesn't take credit for the things that he writes or the songs that he plays because he's he's drawing. But yes, but his philosophy sort of is that he's just drawing on things that are already out there. And through pot and through trance and these things, he is capable of tapping into that and then playing. It's it's pretty amazing. The dude is just incredible. And may I just say also his laugh is kind of amazing. (laughs) We should see if we have some of that. I'll throw a little laugh in there. But yeah, but Otil, um, the reason why, uh, you know, we got the interview and I got to sit on stage, it's not only because Otil's awesome and invited me, but he has a really cool comic book out. And you can go to OtilBurbridge.com and learn more about the adventures of Green Thumb and Purple Haze, which is a weed superhero comic book. Yeah, you don't hear that every day. You don't. And now, when was the last time you heard like a bass player be like, yeah, you know, got together with this guy, LeVar, and he's this awesome illustrator, and, you know, me, him, and my wife, we sat down and wrote a comic book. And, like, it's not like any old comic book. It's he tackles really amazing concepts like pharmaceutical companies and remote viewing and uh, tackling pesticides and he has a ton to say about pesticides and what it does to frogs like atrazine like look up atrazine look up remote viewing look at up all these things that O'Teal said there's He's some just stuff like, that'll blow your mind in it's, there yeah it's really cool so if you like comic books then um i believe you know uh O'Teal definitely has a facebook page for that it's uh the adventures of green thumb and purple haze so go look it up definitely but uh, that was amazing. It was yes. great to have O'Teal, but look, look. And great to be on stage. Well, tell me a little about that Almond show. That show was just ridiculous. So this was one of the shows. Um, it's part of the two-week run that the Be- that is at the Beacon Theater in New York on the Upper West Side. Beacon at the Beacon? 
yeah, peeking at the beacon, man. It's like, I think traditionally more people go uh, under the influence of, you know, psych, you know, psychedelic mushrooms or um, LSD or or anything. Anyway, hallucinogens. They, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hallucinogens. <laughs> there you go. There's a catch, catch all term for that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, and the Almond Brothers, like, symbol somehow got to be the mushroom. Like, you know, um, that's like a little mushroom. And if you, there's a new book out uh, called One Way Out. And in it, the book explains how they got the mushroom. It's because, like, one day, uh, there were these mushroom pellets. Now, this was like back in the 60s or something. There were mushroom pellets. Why aren't there mushroom pellets now? I don't know. I don't Anyways. Know. We should look into that. <laughs> if anyone has any, send them to high times. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, to Mike and me. <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, don't put a return address on it. So, yeah. So, we, so, they were like, they were taking these mushroom pellets. And whenever they took them, like, they, they tried to rehearse and they just couldn't. And so it got to be that they all got mushroom tattoos. And when O'Teal was by, like, we asked him to to see the, the tattoo. Anyways, the music. That was the, really cool, though. I, I have to say, it's sort of like, it's like being in, like, a really hippy-dippy gang. Yeah. Because they all have this tattoo that they have to get to be in it. And sure enough, he rolled up his pant leg, and there it was, this little mushroom. Yeah, but Pretty he said cool. Warren and Derek doesn't, they don't have it, so. Oh, yeah. Lame. Lame. Yeah. So, but Greg Allman was at the show. And so I was explaining that, you know, every year there's a two-week run at the Beacon, peeking at the Beacon. And, you know, Greg hasn't been in good health. I'm not sure if he was ever in good health. Yeah, you know, he maybe a, 1957 he might have been. But, yeah, he's he had a, a long run of storied drugs. history of, yeah. Alcohol. Of drugs. So, um, peeking at the Beacon, hanging out, O'Teal, great music, great band. You're on stage and Warren Haynes and Derek Trucks are trading guitar licks with one another. Warren is like giving me side glances because he's just facing where I was sitting on stage left or house right. And like Warren's looking at me and like making those crazy like Warren faces. He's taking a sick solo. And then like he's looking at Derek and then they're both looking. And then like you're just sitting there. And then there's like this huge psychedelic screen and it's so intense. It's so intense. And then O'Teal, they start playing his song, which is um, Egypt, and it's an instrumental. And I just want to play some of it for our listeners because um, it was just so intense and it's beautiful and it can go in so many different directions. So here's a taste of Egypt.
So it was a fabulous experience. I'm really happy that I got to sit on stage with the Almonds. And it was during the time that Greg was feeling well enough to perform on keys and sing. But yeah, we were we were going to go uh, on, you know, later in the week to the show, one of the final shows at the Beacon, but it, it didn't quite work out. It didn't. Yeah, I think um, he had to go into the hospital. He had bronchitis. He wasn't well. So everybody continue to send your positive vibes to Greg Allman. Because I heard that they will finish the run, but it might be postponed until next year. Really? 2016. Two years? Oh, no. 2015. Oh, okay. I hope. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Yeah, because Warren, Warren is almost, you know, done with, with touring with them, I think. Yeah. So, but that would be great. Warren and Derek, did. I believe, were, you know, we're done. So the, the band's breaking up. Aww. Well, from the show you went to, what was a big standout for you? Did you like anything in particular? Oh, yeah. I mean, they encored with Mountain Jam, and Mountain Jam is this awesome, free form. It can, like Egypt, can go anywhere. We'll play a little Mountain Jam. Cool, and uh, I, I believe that that song is responsible for the name of a festival that you hold very near and dear to your little heart. I do. My little heart loves Mountain Jam at Hunter Mountain. Every year I go, and for the last uh, three years, I've been the official blogger for Mountain Jam. And yeah, it's at Hunter Mountain. It's early June. You can camp. You can hang out on the mountain, see some great music. Is that Warren's Festival? Is it he... is Warren's Festival. Yeah. yeah, it's Government Mules Festival. Okay. So, um, yeah, and the Almond Brothers are playing this year. Wow. There you go. They're headlining. I believe they're playing Sunday night. Full circle. Yeah, so Greg better <laughs> get better because <laughs> he's got a gig. <laughs> so that was the Almonds, and now we have a really special guest. So you may or may not know that I've been on Sirius Radio a few times. Every time that I go, I get to hang out with a really cool guy. His name is Ari Fink, and he programs Jam On, which is Channel 29. And today, Stash listeners, we have none other than Ari in the studio with us. Wait, that's me? That's you. Okay. That's your cue. Hey there. (laughs) Ari has a... You know, along with Mike, of course, taught me everything that I know about what it means to be on the radio. So it's very cool. And how did you get your start in 
in this business? In this business, how did I get my start? Well, where do you come from? Who are you? This, those are all great and valid questions, Jen. And first, let me say that it's such a pleasure to to you know, as a fan of your show, to to be on right now. The pleasure is mine. Well, it all started one fateful night on December twenty fourth, nineteen eighty one, when I was born. <laughs> oh, in, we're going back in Silver Spring, later. Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are. No, just kidding. <laughs> you, um, you came out with uh, the cans on. With the cans on, you know, I, I I must have been so inclined. I grew up playing bass. Um, played in a bunch of bands throughout college. Moved to New York uh, to record um, an album and work with a few other artists to produce an engineer. And you know, sort of by chance and. Uh, through a few uh, mutual acquaintances who happened to be working at then Sirius Satellite Radio, um, contacted about a position um, that was working to help launch the Grateful Dead channel. Oh, wow. So were you a deadhead? Well, yeah. I mean, American Beauty, you know, was one of those records that that grew beyond just a regular record from a band that someone might like, you know. Yeah, so a kid from Maryland comes up to New York as a bass player. We have that connection, too. We are both big fans of the bass. And bass players. And bass players. Uh, but, which will segue into our next segment perfectly, but also um, jam on. People, you know, always tell us that we have their dream job. But to, to us, you have the dream job. It must be amazing to work at Sirius and get to, you know, do this for a living. Well, working at Sirius was fabulous. Once the merger happened and we became Sirius XM, honestly, it, it, you know, opened up a whole new world of possibilities. And to be a part of this company from 2007 onwards has been nothing short of remarkable. And honestly, it's it's pretty much like the most fun place I could ever imagine working ever. And, and the environment here is just is just unlike any other, you know, would you say it's similar to high times at all? You know, if there was one place that that I could compare, it would definitely be high times, but not for any of the reasons <laughs> that you might think. Of course. Like, who do you love to play on Jam On? Well, there's so many, so many artists and, and songs and musics that I love. You to, love all the musics. So many musics. Most recently, you sent me the Arctic Monkeys, right? That's true. And so you were, you know, trying to get me on that bandwagon. Definitely. I mean... There are there are so many bands that that I'm excited about. Um, the ones you know, some of the ones that that we've been playing recently on Jam on White Denim, Break Science, um, this band Sid Arthur from the UK. I have not heard them. The new album or their first album, I think their only album, comes out on May 20th. Okay. But I'm playing the the first single right now on Sirius XM 29. So listen to that, Stash listeners. If you are a serious XM subscriber, go to Channel 29 to hear Ari play Sid Arthur. Sid Arthur. And just, you know, so everyone's clear, there is not actually someone named Sid Arthur in this band. It's a <laughs> band of four guys named Sid Arthur. The band, that is. And does it have anything to do with the book? <laughs> the Herman Hess book? Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. is it Sid Arthur? Like I thought it was Sid like Arthur. A, it's spelled like, like an old dude. Yeah, like so a guy like, named okay. Sid, like Arthur. an old guy named Sid Arthur. If anybody has a, I like the reference though. That was nice, very <laughs> well. And I can't answer your question, Jen. Maybe we're gonna have to clarify the inspirations yeah, once will. we get a hold of these Brits. But okay. but they're a band. They're playing Coachella, like their first time in the states. 
Um, and they're going to be on a couple more festivals, and I think you'll be hearing more about them. I mean, of course, you know, growing up listening to the the Dead and Pink Floyd and Zeppelin and Stevie and Herbie Hancock and Fish all day every day, you know, kind of got me to where I am too. Yeah. And would you say that you're working on any other stations that you're trying to develop? Sure. Well, I, in addition to being the program director of Sirius XM's Jam On, I also program Pearl Jam Radio, Sirius XM 22. Jeremy spoken. <laughs> yeah. Fly. So is that like that's 24-7 Pearl Jam or do you branch out a little? It's it's 24-7 Pearl Jam related material. We do play other artists that have had an impact or, you know, have inspired Pearl Jam throughout their years, kind of like a, a family of musicians that are somehow one way or another related to the band. So there's a little bit of other music. And of course, we play, you know, Eddie Solo and all their various side projects. Nice. And, and when it comes to Jam On, uh, are you in charge of basically selecting all the music that's played on that station? Well, ultimately, I'm the one that's that's making the moves to add new music i mean we we have um ears all over the country we have a a very very intricate and and woven web of of spies i guess we should call them that are out there trying to find great new bands and and bands that would sound great on the channel so you know we we do what we can as far as finding new music and finding a place for it yeah i think that's one of the things that i noticed when i first started uh recording with you at jam on was all the new music that i was being turned on to bands like the step kids who i had never heard of but you had introduced me to and they're awesome quite good yeah psychedelic great bass player great band trio like they're a jazz psychedelic jazz trio yeah i mean that's one way to put it for sure the guitarist from the step kids uh giddy jeff is gonna be playing on tour with chance the rapper this summer so they're doing like blastonberry they're doing bonnaroo and he's got like this 10 piece live band of just just annihilating musicians most of whom are like 20 22 jeff sneaks in a little bit you know on the elder statesman side but a, a really talented artist you know one of the one of the first bands that that we started playing a lot from this new crop of of artists and it's really exciting i mean that's that's one of the the most exciting parts of of this job is to try to cultivate and contribute towards you know the the current and future mm-hmm. of this whole scene and as for other channels, I know that there was some talk about a fish channel, right, and we were trying to get people to like a Facebook page to see if there's interest in a you know a soul fish channel not the fish soul because i know there is a a fish named soul yeah Yeah. sure but no we want the station right i mean do you really feel that there's a need for a fish station i would certainly listen to it i would too (laughs) yeah i'm down so let's send people uh on hightimes.com jen's music stash we will put a link to the facebook page trying to get people to sign or like this page so we could see if um Maybe it's a, sort of like a petition that we're, you know, to try to get the station created. There yeah. is a there is a Facebook oh. petition that, okay. that some fans started. It's always super valuable to receive feedback from listeners. And so if there are people, you know, who are subscribers who are listening, don't hold back. Let us know what you love across the platform. And we're here to try to make it happen more and better and faster. Oh, I have one more question. I know that... Um, 
Mike Gordon was in the studio here with you. Uh, well, not this studio, but a studio. A studio just like this. A studio just like this. Very awesome and high tech. and uh, Not this studio, Not though. this studio. Similar. A similarly looking one. Yeah. And not even this building, really. No. But somewhere. No. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And um, so Mike Gordon came with Scott Morawski. Too serious. And you got to interview both Mike and Scott. I want to know, as a huge Mike Gordon fan, what was that like? Because Mike and I, my Mike Hughes. Um, high times, Mike. High times, Mike. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be talking about Mike tour, but what was it like interviewing Mike Gordon? Well, Jen, <laughs> let me tell you. The, uh, the fellow commonly known as Mike Gordon is, is a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Pretty talented guy. Mm-hmm. Pretty accomplished guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And he's totally dreamy. He is more dreamy than he's ever been. Really? Ever. And so he's out promoting his new album, Overstep. That's true. And uh, does Jamon play some songs? Yeah, we've, we've been cranking it. I mean, we're, we're spinning a ton of songs. Are you playing Yarmouth Road? We are. We're playing Yarmouth Road. We're playing Ether, Tiny Little World. I just oh, added cool. a few weeks nice. ago. Getting those spin counts high. I mean, the thing and is. And we played. We played Face. That's true. We did. Lots of good music, and if there's one album I can definitely recommend, it's Mike Gordon's Overstep. I also enjoyed. it. I think it's his Thank best you. work thus far. I love the it hooks. Really good. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a hook, and so those choruses, you know, they 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 do it they for me. You. And he's he's a he's a great interview. Um, honestly, it was a little bit intimidating. I mean, all of that style. Was there anything that like <laughs> did he come in with like a Blinding scarf and, and deck to the nines? I mean. He had just shot C- that CBS uh, morning video, and so he was, you know, he had his his video yes. outfit on. Very cool. I dressed for the occasion, though. I knew that was happening, so I, I also put on you my video we- my video gear. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ari's looking very fashionable right now. I agree. That's a good look for you. I mean, it's not my Gordon, but it's a solid look. No, you're looking. Well, good. I can one day hope to, you know, reach that that style plateau. That, that pinnacle. Anything. Uh, stick out that he said in his interview that like wow caught you as really interesting Woo, so many so many things i mean you know what was interesting was hearing more about his approach and and sort of how his personality plays into to his methods when he works and you know mike clearly is a super analytical guy very thoughtful and you know it's a very it's, it's a delicate thing to sort of set yourself free to create and then also to be very calculated and analytical. And so it was interesting mm-hmm. to hear both of those sides reflected. And yeah, just to fine. be different, what, what was Scott like? Super chill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The chillest. Yeah. Me also. I mean, yeah. in that Max I Creek sort of longer hair. Yeah. Okay. That's just what what I didn't was mind. he wearing? He was wearing something cool. Okay. Yeah. I decided to represent the other side of that. <laughs> and and it was and it was great having Scott in studio because he was able to shed a little bit of light yes. on Mike's process and and what it's like to work with with you yeah know. something that I remember Scott saying was that you know it's so awesome working with Mike because he has this you know childlike wonder about him that he's so playful and and fun yep. and something that Mike <laughs> has said about Scott is that Scott is able to reel Mike back in and say, hey, you know what, we just need to play this E chord right now, and Mike's good to go with that. Yep, it's a great dynamic, and, and that sort of 
childlike joy is is very hard to capture and to express, you know, just right. on a regular level. And so, you know, we're all fortunate that 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 Mike's been able to let that let that fly. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, was there any other real standout interview before we we let you go? You know, anything that that sticks out in your mind as being uh, something noteworthy? I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our, our Pearl Jam Town Hall that we recorded last fall in Seattle, um, right around the time that Lightning Bolt was released, their most recent album. That, w- that was also a very special and unique experience. 15, 20 subscribers flew out to Seattle to to sit down in, in this you know famous recording studio and ask a band that never does any press whatever question they wanted. Wow. That must have been, like, the coolest experience ever. It was wild. And those guys are all top-notch. I mean, Eddie, when when he meets, some, you know, every single person in that room, Eddie shook hands with, and he smiled, and he asked them how they were doing and what their favorite flavor of ice cream was. I mean, <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. Also, sweet. I should mention, and this, I don't think it's going to get me in trouble, but... It's important for you guys to know here on the stash. It's not confirmed, but during our town hall broadcast, yeah, our Pearl Jam town hall, getting a little nervous here. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie may or may not have sort of spun his chair around to the side and and vaped five or six <gasps> oh. times. Do you think it was the weeds, or do you think it was the tobaccos? Let which me tell is also you something. Weed. It so was not tobacco, wrong. Jen. Really. I mean, well, allegedly. he's in Washington State, so no, he has right? in one of his newest songs. There's a line about the green light going on. Like he is, yeah, he, he's on on the team. He's he's, he's with it. Oh. He's so, a weed guy. Uh, totally. So you, you got okay. a connection to Eddie. Maybe we'll see if uh, we can get him on uh, the stash. Yeah, I mean, good luck. I already liked him, but now I, I like him even more. So I'm sure we'll have him on an upcoming episode. Very yeah. cool. Well, Ari, thank you so much for coming on The Stash. We really appreciate it. We're going to have a lot more Mike Gordon, some Mike March Madness coming up. So that was cool. It was really nice to have Ari Fink on The Stash. I know you've been spending a lot of time over at uh, Jam On, you know, doing the Sirius XM thing. And, you know, maybe... I'm a little jealous that you're, you know, going over there and doing stuff with other producers, but it was great to have him. Everything, worlds Aww, are colliding. Don't no, make it's... it sound like that. <laughs> anyway, um, but Ari kind of got to live your dream. He interviewed Mike. Yeah. But I, you know what? Wait, we should we who? should talk about Mike. Oh. We should do a little Mike March Madness. Mike March Madness. Now, you have been running all around the country like a a crazy little elf following this Mike Gordon person around, right? Oh, yeah. So tell me a little bit about this. What what is going on with Mike Gordon? Okay, so Mike Gordon, basis of fish. For, I'd say, about like five years now, I've been like a pretty diehard Mike Gordon fan, and that's because I love the bass. But you you prefer the Mike Gordon band over Trey Band, right? You just think it's a better group. Pretty much any other band, I think. Prefer Mike Gordon band over Fish. I have more fun at oh, Mike. Say, say that again. I prefer Mike Gordon's band over Fish. Wow, that is a hell of a <laughs> statement. Wow, I know it's different, but it's okay. And I'll tell you why. There's a few reasons, but mostly variety. It's like a variety show. Like Mike, you would think that Mike doesn't talk 
because in fish, he just like, I mean, he's, he's nicknamed Cactus. Yeah, because yeah, he like stands still. But on Mike Tour, it's like he is given like the full reins to do anything he wants. So like he is the leader of the band. So all decisions are, you know, of course, like filtered, you know, through him. And it's, you know, it's a group effort, obviously, because it's a band. I prefer this band. I think Mike has chosen, um, you know, the best players to create this experience. And so that's that's why I prefer. And it's, you know, it's more intimate than Fish. Um, Yeah, you can't see Fish in like a 500 seat venue anymore. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about the, the, you mentioned you really like the members of this band. Mm -hmm. Who's in this band? So, of course, there's Mike. And then there is Scott Murawski, who is the guitarist for the awesome New England band Max Creek. And Max Creek has been around forever. Like, Mike used to actually go see Scott Murawski perform because Max Creek was like a Grateful Dead cover band. And Scott Murawski tried joining Max Creek at like the age of 17, but got kicked out for, you know, drinking underage in a at a bar. And so he had to go back like a few years later and has been with Max Creek ever since. And, you know, Mike specifically chose Scott to be, um, you know, his, his second tray, his wingman, oh, okay, really his wingman. And with this new album, Overstep, they share songwriting duties abilities on all the songs so they're kind of like the lennon mccartney of uh our generation wow <laughs> uh all right so let's okay so that's like wait, you wait, didn't wait. say that okay so that's scott morowski okay um he shreds he he's is, great he's, he's a he's great very talented. songwriter um he wrote just a rose willow tree um emotional railroad is one of my favorite songs um, he's just a great songwriter. So I would go check out those songs from Max Creek, which are also played in Mike oh, Gordon's band. Mike Gor- okay. Yeah. So, you know, and those are all songs that I know from Max Creek, but I know them because of Mike band. Okay. Then you have Todd Eisler. T-Ice. T-Ice. Todd Eisler of International Orange fame on drums. And he also plays a lot of cool um, hand percussion drums. Like, I don't know, they have all these crazy names. I'm not even going to start. But um, he's very cool. And is in New York City. And his wife is not in the band. But she's in another band. Easy Dub All-Stars. Easy. Really? Easy, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easy Star All-Stars? Yeah. The dub band? Yeah, Easy Star All-Stars. What does she do for them? That's amazing. She's a trumpet player. Really? She's really cool. Is she she, uh, Jamaican? No. Okay. No. All right. That's awesome. So that's Todd Eisler. On keys, keyboards, is Tom Cleary, who is a jazz piano teacher at UVM in Vermont. Isn't that pretty crazy? That's very crazy. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And Tom uh, also sings and plays keys. And actually, this tour, there's some new songs that he brought to the table. And it's part of this, like, suite of songs that all have to do with, like, this Dillinger-type figure, this renegade. And he loves to sing about these, like, outlaws. So I guess he's kind of perfect for high times, like in a way, because <laughs> he loves to sing about people doing bad things, but also kind of getting away with it. Like there's this one song, Be Good or You'll Be Lonely. Mm. And it's talking about like, 
if you're at the buffet, if you're going to walk past the table, why not have a little taste? You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> like what? Okay, never mind. Um, well, that's, yeah, I mean, he's, not, and he's also an incredibly nice guy, very yeah. engaging, very mm-hmm. kind guy. Very so. smart, very yeah. intelligent. Great. So he's on keys. Yes. And uh, Craig Meyer is on percussion. <laughs> Where would we be without woodblock and congas and bongos? And uh, he has this new like theremin type thing he's playing. And he raps. He hasn't rapped this tour, but... Um, Last tour, he did things that make you go, hmm. And Craig Myers is in the band Rubble Bucket. Uh, and wait, I'm forgetting oh. like the most important thing. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> uh, Craig, sorry. Um, as soon as I thought about it, I forgot. It, and then I thought <laughs> about it again. He plays these really cool African instruments, the Ngoni and the Kora. And I think when he plays the Ngoni, it has these like um, fish type strings like uh, fish line type strings and they're neon green. So when the lights go off, they're like really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's the band. That's the band. That's the band. So that's five, right? That is. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, you mentioned some cool neon strings that look pretty cool. I saw a show, uh, the same show that you saw in New York Mm -hmm. and there were many things that kind of stood out as an audience member. So do you want to kind of take us through some of these cool new technologies that he's breaking out during this tour? Yeah, this tour has been incredible. And I really, if you have the chance, you're not doing anything this weekend, you can try and get into the show. There's a Saturday night Mass Mocha show and Sunday night is in Burlington. And there, there's still tickets for those? Yes. Wow, okay. Not Burlington. The tour clothes are sold out. All right. Jen just started the clock on my editing this episode. So if you're listening to this before <laughs> that, go to those shows. If it's after... I apologize. I'm lazy. Oh, but you want to hear about some of the new technologies? Fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah, new technologies. Okay. So where do I begin? Let's begin with the most obvious. All right. On stage. Wait, I don't know if this is a technology. Okay. Well, let's, let's let the listener be the judge. What do you got? Okay. So on stage, there's these like, um, imagine set pieces like if you were at like a theater show or something, three set pieces on the stage and they have these like, they're like boxes, box frames that look like they have a screen over them. Only the front of the screen, the front of the box or the back of the box both have these screens and they create like a psychedelic pattern when they're overlaid one another. So when you're looking at it, it creates this thing. It's an art term called more as M-O-R-I-E. And so it creates this very, like, psychedelic woven pattern, right? And when the lights are projected on it or above it, um, they reflect the color of it. Wow, okay. that's really cool. I, I'm going to go with technology for that. Okay. Yeah, I like technology. that. And it also hides all of the band's equipment behind them. So when you're looking at it, if, if you're looking at the band, you're not going to see amps, or wires. Really? So I didn't even notice that when I was at uh, Webster Hall. But th- So that's sort of the other thing. They just look like they're up there with no amps and wires and all yeah, that. Yeah, and wow. which is crazy because something that I notice a lot about Mike when he's on stage with Fish is that, you know, he's a tinkerer. He's always, like, tweaking the, the knobs and dials and, you know, tuning in Tokyo just to get that, that perfect sound, right? Yeah. He can't do that. Ah. Because that amp is hidden behind the the moray. 
Hmm. Right. Now, did you have a chance to talk to him about that? Is that is that something he wanted or is it driving him crazy? I, I have no idea. Yeah. But, you know, it it really gives Rachel Bischoff, who is the sound woman at front of house, all of the control. Mm. Right. Seems and so the sound some... checks really have to, you know, matter a lot just to get it just right, hmm. which is kind of interesting. That so, is. you know, that's maybe a second techno- well, technology. Or, Who knows? Yeah, lack the, of. the fact that, you know, he can't do anything. Yeah. Well, you know what was most glaring to me mm-hmm. were the guitars. Yeah. What did you think about that? It it, it was very cool. I wasn't expecting so it. Tell them what what happened. Well, you know, from my perspective, uh, guitars started glowing. Glowing. <laughs> <laughs> so they were playing, and then uh, the lights sort of dimmed, and the guitar the lights went out, and yeah. the guitars were glowing. Black. And yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And but that's the- really cool. But you, I, I assumed when I was looking at it that. It was something like related to the sound, like when when they turned some kind of switch and when they were playing, the sound was activating this glow. But you told me that it was operated from front of house, right? Yeah. At front of house, there's a guy brought on tour just to help with these new technologies. And um, Greg, he um, is a really interesting guy. And but basically he can control those guitars and they're wireless. Remember I said, you know. The amps are hidden. Everything is hidden. So, like, no wires. They went wireless. And so, yeah, the lights go out. The guitars start glowing like neon green. But then all of a sudden they're red. And then they're blue. And then they have, like, a houndstooth pattern on them. Right? All of that is being controlled at front of house. And how does Greg know when Mike wants those guitars to start glowing? How does he know? Well, he's got a switch at his foot that he can tap. And when he taps it, that sends a signal to Greg. Greg then has to hit a button, and a second light will show up at Mike's foot saying that Greg has received the signal. It's all Wait, about communication. What? Hold on, time yes. out. So he sends a signal to front of house, and yes, then front of house sends a signal back, back saying that he got the signal that was sent. But- uh-huh. Because then Greg knows that he is going to turn on the lights on the guitar. Oh, so this signal means we're going to go yep. with guitar exactly. lights. Exactly. So, and then is it just up to Greg to decide what the pattern is and what the, uh-huh. the color? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he is just as that's very cool part of the band as anybody else. Like, wow. So think about this. When we're talking about all these new technologies, I want to bring in the idea of communication, right? Two-way communication. And you know, one of the new songs off the album is "Say Something." And so this is like a way to say something through new technology. You know, he hasn't figured out, Mike or anybody in the world really hasn't figured out a way yet because Mike is wearing, Mike doesn't wear in-ears. Scott Moraski wears in-ears. But, you know, Mike can talk into a microphone and the band will hear it. I mean, like that's just hooked up to the band. Right. On stage or he can communicate maybe with front of house, but front of house doesn't have in-ears. So that's why he has to have that button that he can switch because they haven't figured out a way yet that um, they haven't figured telepathy out. yet. But once they do, it's going to be like But this button helps. Okay, so that's another technology and the the glow in the dark bass and guitar, which they had specially made for them (laughs) okay so i want to ask you um about some older technologies but before we do that do you think we should play a little something from this mic tour oh yeah because i've bored the hell out of everybody with the new technologies um 
Yeah, why don't we play uh, a song that's near and dear to my heart? Yarmouth Road, which, um, you know, Fish played. And here's a little Yarmouth Road about buzzing in a honeycomb. That is a, a really good song. I it like is. it when it's Fish like, plays it. I like it when Mike Band plays it. It's reggae-ish. It's yeah. got a cool little like groove to it. All right, so we're, we have a couple other things to play from that tour. But before we do, I was talking to you uh, the other day and asking, you know, what, what is it about this tour? Because you've seen a bunch of shows this run. You know, what is it about this tour that, that really is doing it for you, that's getting you motivated to go out there? And one of the things you said, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but one of the things you told me was the accessibility of uh, the band and I found it really interesting one of the ideas that the band had to be accessible to their fans was are you talking about at merch I am indeed yeah yeah okay so tucked away at the merch booth is this really cool typewriter it's like an old school typewriter where you can type and leave a message for Mike and the band and communicate to them hence another way to communicate with the band say something Write a message, leave a note. So yeah, so you leave a message, but I I went to the Bearsville Theater Show in Woodstock and I, I was leaving a message um, and some of the keys don't work. So I guess the long tour, like some of the keys are busted and now the R doesn't work and my half message was just... I really liked your show. <laughs> I gotta say, in this age of, you know, Twitter and email, there's something really kind of cool and romantic even about, you know, the idea of typing a message and leaving it for the band, like uh, leaving it in a bottle yeah. and throwing it into the yeah, ocean. Yeah, and there's it's an idea cool. box next to it. So you uh, could type an idea. But I you like know it. what? Yeah. You know, you said, I eely like you or I eely like the show. Um, that's another one of the new technologies, the eel. Mm-hmm. So at the mouth of the stage or the rail, if you will, there is like, what looks like a drum pad. It's this thing you can roll out and it, ha- it kind of looked like iPads from above, but it's not. It's all one piece and they call it the eel, especially because on stage you have moray and then you have the eel. So you have a moray eel. It's a great play on words, which is something that Mike does wonderfully. The other Mike. Hey, uh, come on now. Hey, you're great with words too. I talk good. You talk good. So eel. Um, yeah, so the eel is really, you know, it's this, other way for the band to play with the audience and the audience to play with the band. I mean, what show do you go to that you get to jam with your favorite band or your any band? You know, I'm having a little trouble like kind of picturing this. So what okay. exactly happens? How do you so, jam with the band? 
you jam with the band because you're at the rail. Now, only the people who are like in the front row get a chance to play because people are very protective about their spots. The rail but riders, yeah. The rail riders, you know. So there's this long piece of equipment and uh, it lights up. Actually, Greg, who's back at front of house, can program in the sound that's going to come out of the eel. Okay. And so it's like a touchpad. And the audience or the rail riders get a signal to start playing that because the keys light up. Ah. And there's only specific keys that light up and will have that specific noise. So the band stops playing and the audience starts tapping the keys. That is really cool. I did not notice that from my vantage point. Is that something you only see if you're up front? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And wow. Or like if there's a mezzanine and you're looking over. Mm at it but otherwise i didn't know what the hell was going on at our show at webster hall and that was the second date of the tour absolutely well i think we should talk a little bit more about some venues and some of the the you know choices they're making with songs but before we do that you and i were at that webster hall show yes and they played a song that we really ought to have known and we both missed it somehow i don't know how we both (laughs) missed this well i guess we're just not Diehard fish fans enough. There's dire harder fish fans in us. But that song was called Spock's Brain. And apparently, I don't think they had played it since like 2003 or something. It had been a really long time. It was a bust out. And it was. So let's play a little bit for our listeners to see if they know what the song was. You know what? Fuck that. I'm going to play clips, short clips of three different songs. One of them will be Spock's Brain. See, play along at home. See if you can guess which is which. So be honest with yourself. Did you pick it out? I hope you did. It was the uh, the middle song. It was the second one in. So hopefully you got that right. So, so that was B. B. Mm-hmm. It's all about B. It is. B, and... yes. Um, okay, so what did you think of the song selection on this Mike tour? They were playing some interesting covers, some fish songs, and then, of course, Mike songs. Yeah, well, um, it was really cool to hear 555 played by Mike Band because I believe that it was a Mike 
it's a Mike song, so there that's I like that song. That's gonna be a nice jam vehicle for them, I think. Yeah, five fifty five is awesome. Um, you know, some other covers, some new covers they they brought to tour. Um, Barton Hollow by the Civil Wars. They also played uh the Flaming Lips, Are You a Hypnotist? And, you know, they have a cadre of other songs that uh they like to to pull from. Um, Who's the wordsmith now? That was nice. Thank you. Well done. Um, little SAT action. Mm. Um, uh, sorry, I I'm like blushing. No, I well I know it's I Mike March big, Madness. I have here. one. <laughs> I have one good word. Um, <laughs> yeah, so lots of covers, lots of you know fun songs. Uh, the the other one that they pull out, uh, Scott Murawski covers Alanis Morissette's "Hand in." My pocket. Oh, really? Yeah, they also do a lot of talking heads. They do the correct way of performing the talking heads song, Cities. Oh, they so do what's it the, the incorrect way? The way Fish plays it. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> uh, the actual talking heads, Cities, is very fast. Yeah, it's a much quicker yeah. tempo. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, it, it's better faster, I, I have to be honest with you. Yeah. It just is. All right, so I have written down here Flying Monkeys. Help me out. What is this? Um, Oh, Saturday night. Uh, there was the House of Blues in Boston, and then Saturday night was the Flying Monkey in New Hampshire, and then Sunday night was Bearsville Woodstock Theater. So, But Flying Monkey is a 1920s theater. Like, they used to sh- show movies there. And so it's one part dinner theater, one part Mike Gordon show, rock shows. And yeah, a pa- I do someone like eating roast beef while Mike is playing kind of delights me. <laughs> yeah. Were you doing that? Were you eating like a filet mignon? Or oh, no. I was at the rail. That was my first time playing uh, the eel that night. So it was um, it was a great experience. Uh, they actually have flying monkeys that can be flung. And if you ever get a chance to go to Plymouth, New Hampshire, a state that I had not seen Mike Gordon in, uh, Go check it out. Okay, so wait, are you saying that the band was actually throwing monkeys at the audience? Yeah, I specifically remember uh, during set break, somebody from the venue comes out and we're throwing monkeys at the audience. They're those monkeys that like they're they they're, they make a noise when you fly them. They go Wah! or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're really good at that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so they they actually flung some monkeys into the audience and then the audience in return i believe flung some at the band you're almost obligated to throw it back yeah yeah what was crazy about the mike new hampshire show is that there were so many rules that went along with this you know music venue which was a dinner theater which was a 1920s old school movie theater that i think one of the rules was no moshing and it was just so crazy having like a Mike Gordon show, like not that there's usually moshing, but Mike was encouraging us during the slow songs to do a slow mo mosh pit. Slow mo mosh. So I kind of instigated a a small um, slow mo mosh pit with my friends Laura and Mark, who were. Um, they are the most diehard Mike fans. Like they line up outside the venue hours before. Like nobody does that. Like they do for Fish. They do this for Mike too, which is awesome. Um, see, there's crazier fans than I. And so we instigated a mosh pit. Nice during the slow ballad songs. 
So do you think that they were okay with slow moshing? Is it just the regular moshing that's the problem? Or I don't know. Yeah. Well, you didn't get kicked out, so that's good. But I did instigate it, which makes me want to play this mic song. Yep, face off of Overstep, talking about an instigator. All right. Well, is there anything else you need to add to Mike March Madness? Mike March Madness. Um, no, I'm I'm pretty good. Okay. Well, let's move on to uh, one of my favorite parts of this show, which is Jen's upcoming music calendar. So, why don't you tell the listeners what's on your upcoming calendar? Well, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about our own shows at High Times mm. that are coming up at 420, on 420, and leading up. Leading up too, yeah. To 420 in Denver on Friday at the Denver Merchandise Mart, we have Ice Cube and Action Bronson. But to be able to see Ice Cube mm-hmm. on Friday, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I... Believe me, I already have Friday, a, I you wrote the set no list. Job. Yeah, I have to, I'm, it's going to be great. I'm very excited Fuck about the police. That. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Friday night, Action Bronson and Ice Cube, Saturday that night. One, that one's at the Denver Mart, but then yep. the rest are at Red Rocks. The rest are at Red Rocks, which is awesome. Last year, I got to interview Slightly Stupid backstage. This year, once again, Slightly Stupid, 419, Red Rocks. And uh, Mac Miller also for that show. Yep, don't yeah. know who that guy is. And <laughs> he's, a, one of, he's a rapper. Okay, he does I'm the sorry. rap? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know who Mac Miller is. No, I don't. Okay, Sunday we have. Who do we have, Mike? Uh, Snoop Dogg Snoop and Wiz Khalifa. Dog. And yeah. that show is on 420. So if Snoop you're in Denver dog. and you are at Red Rocks and you are witnessing Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa on 420, Whoa. I have to imagine that is uh, making few, a couple of people's lives complete. I would yeah. Say. Yeah. On 420. Pretty cool. Snoop and? Snoop and Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. And by the way, both a former High Times Stoner of the Years. Wow. So, yeah. That is something. Stoners of the year. Man, like, to be able to get high with Snoop on 420, that's like, it's kind of like the pinnacle. Yeah. doesn't get any better than that. At Red Rocks. In yeah. the mile high city. Right. Legally getting high with Snoop Dogg. Pretty, who, who pretty awesome. Thought? Yeah. So uh, if you want more information on those shows and the, the cup itself, check out CannabisCup.com. We still have tickets to uh, the Snoop and Wiz show on 420. And we still have tickets uh, for Ice Cube and Action Bronson on 418. So CannabisCup.com will answer all of your questions there. But that is not the only thing that is coming up for you musically. We also have uh, some, you know, fish, right? Yeah. Fish tour was announced. Yeah, fish tour was announced. Pretty cool summer announcement. And uh, going back to some really fun venues, I will be going to the July 4th show up at uh, Saratoga Performing Arts Center, SPAC. 
hopefully we'll be hitting those Merryweather shows. Um, what else is uh, coming well, up for Randall's oh, Island is well, really exciting. How could I forget yeah. in my own hometown, New York City? Right. Three nights at uh, Randall's Island. Not necessarily uh, the best venue, but I'm looking forward to it. I oh, can't, I think it's going to be wait. awesome. I think so, too. You know, the fact that we can walk there, mm. there's a cool little footbridge. There is. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty badass. It, so you'll you'll see Jen's music stash and Mike cues at Randall's Island this summer. You absolutely will. And there's a ton of like summer music festivals coming up that you know what? We should save that for another episode. Let's just go ahead and make episode sixteen our summer music fest guide. And we can um, you know, preview some of the bands that are playing at these awesome music festivals around the country. <laughs> I love it. And we want to hear what you're seeing this summer, what you're looking forward to. You can get us uh, the stash at hightimes.com, but also on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah. JB Music Stash at Twitter. And um, you can also follow the minutia of my life, once again, at NYC Jam Gal, G-A-L. For all your Mike Gordon needs. It's been a great show. Thanks, Mike. Really appreciate all your help. You are awesome. You're the best co-host a gal could have. You're better to... than Ari. No, please. But thank you to Ari. That I'm was, just that saying was great that because, on the show. you know, you're here and he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> anyway, uh, sometimes when you're in a really cool secret location recording a cool secret show, uh, you run into the craziest people. Yeah. Dan, we just, is here from the Step Kids. So, and he's also a bass player. So why don't we play some Step Kids? I'm thinking Sweet Salvation. Sounds good to me. Hey, I'm Dan from the Step Kids, and I am here on Jen's Music Stash. So weak and a face so bleak Just to exist Please, please show me Yeah. Oops. I just <laughs> got so flustered. I dropped the pretzels. Okay. <laughs> okay. You tossed your pretzels. 